Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here at Tall Tales, we are committed to promoting diversity and supporting small businesses. Here's one we think you're going to love. Hi, I'm Tessie, a freelance photo and video content creator, producing creative content for various clients. My work is quite versatile, featuring editorial, e-commerce, fashion, and fine art creative portraits. Tessie Media's aim is to create more engaging content whilst creatively changing the digital media landscape. My journey began with just a love for taking photos. Later on comes the dream when you're at a stage of figuring out what career path to take. I chose to study digital media in college, and it really kicked off from there. Post-lockdown, I'm further building that dream to do what I love full-time. I'm just really grateful for how far I've come and can't wait to see what's next. You can find Tessie on Facebook at Tessie Photography and on Instagram at Tessie underscore photography, where you can have the chance to win a free two-hour photography session. you've redone the whole studio so we're just in our individual perspex boxes right now <laughs> yes all i want to do is pick my nose and rub it on there. i knew i knew there was going to be one do you know it's so annoying because obviously well it's not annoying i'm totally compliant with having to put the perspex up and it's great that we can still record things but it's just annoying these boxes obviously. there's so many surfaces to clean yeah everyone's fucking fingerprints all over the place touching my glass cage of emotion over there with their fawning this sneeze guard thing it's just all gross oh yeah look you're doing the right thing you're complying it's annoying we appreciate it 
Sophie, how are you? There's something I meant to talk about on the main episode, but I totally forgot. Did everyone watch American Murder? No, no. no. I can't go near that case. What is it? I haven't even heard of that it. That fucking asshole killed his wife and two kids. I think his wife is pregnant yeah, with the third yeah. to go off with his uh, girlfriend. And there's something just really... Oh, de- it's, it's disturbing because of the, all the... You know, they've released, obviously, all the interview... Um, well, the whole documentary, it's on Netflix. It's been, like, it's number one in Ireland since it uh, rocked up. Like, it's uh, it's like day everyone's watched it. But, like, Can't it's fucking all... Touch it. Uh, like police body cam footage mm. interview footage and social media clips of the family and the, right. the wife and stuff so it's, like it's just like there isn't a talking head in the whole thing it's really like meticulously edited together footage and it's so fucking compelling he was caught in the end by his own CCTV of his of his of himself leaving like his door his net you know if you have one of those nest cameras wasn't it yeah, kind of, with the nest camera was like it came into play but like mainly he failed a polygraph and then just like the whole thing fell apart like, did he confess two day, yeah two days afterwards like it didn't um, he didn't uh... <laughs> do you know what was really disturbing <laughs> no, I'm laughing why I'm picking my fingernails yeah, just first day laughing in the middle of a harrowing story because you were there like feverishly kind of picking at different parts of yourself and then cleaning your fingernails. I was, yeah. After Cassie just spoke about how much cleaning she has to do I'm in here. I'm touching behind. only myself and a piece of tissue that You're I'm holding. Fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. It's so it's, disturbing, um, Sophie. Don't you think? Unbelievably, uh, because he was so well was, liked. His wife, like there was so much normality about them. Uh, like that's it They were like normcore Maximum Like to the max And it's And also you'd only just met the girlfriend Like not that like If you'd had a really meaningful Long term relationship With the girlfriend That, that would it would explain. be totally fine That he dispatched the whole family But like He'd only met her two months before It was just like What? Could it have been The fabled What's it called again? I'm what? thinking Furby I know it's not the right word Fugue state? Fugue state no, definitely not. Not arguments he, like, in his It's so batches. And there's actually some stuff that they didn't cover in the documentary that is even more crazy. <sighs> like, go, go on. Well, no, I mean... Come on. Okay, well, they said that, um, like, do you know on the first day, you know the real famous footage, that's the body cam footage when they're going around the house and he, like, finds, quote-unquote, finds her phone and her wedding rings. Mm. And, like... They're kind of acting to the police like, oh, she's taken off and taking the two kids with her, blah, blah, blah. That's right. And um, uh, they're all the way through that day where they're like going around the house and looking for any sight of the wife and kids. He's having this like hours long text exchange with a, a real estate person about selling the house. Like that's it's just wild. Isn't it? It's just wild shit. Yeah, it's and bad like, shit. Yeah, like he definitely tried to claim that. Like first he tried to claim that the wife had killed the two kids. That's what really pisses me yeah, off actually horrific. when they go into that mode. She was acting strangely. We'd had a lot of fights. And then that like she had killed the kids and then he killed her out of rage and grief. Yeah. Ugh, despicable. Mm-hmm. But then like he was, then he kind of was acting about how like he kind of, Things had escalated. Look, he was a good person having a bad day, as Dr. Marie Cassidy would say. Um, And he'd strangled the wife and then acting like it had all kind of gotten out of hand, gotten out of his hands a bit. Like... Mm. Like he had no choice. As if, like, he had no choice. Yeah, and then... Can I ask, in the show, did they 
Did he, is there any communication with the girlfriend? I mean, had they conspired? Like, did no, she know? No, not at all. Not no, at she all. hadn't a fucking... She thought that they were separated. Okay. He told her they were separated and he'd mentioned the kids in passing, but like, she was like, I'd say completely traumatized. No doubt. There's yeah. a one, one small clip of an interview with her and like, she just looks like a normal person who's been landed in the middle of a nightmare, mm. do you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's no it's winners in that story. It's, it's nightmare really, on Elm Street. Like, if you want to feel better about your life, like, just uh, I don't know, that's just so fucking that. grim, isn't it? It's grim. Anyway, here we all are. Yeah, sorry. Who mm. wants to go first? I'll go first, guys. Um, so, this a small town mystery drowns in clues. Law enforcement has video and audio of the perpetrator who murdered Abby and Libby, but the case remains unsolved. Hmm. Mm. How be that? Uh, so this has happened in Delphi, Indiana. Um, and on, the f- on February 13, 2017, Abby Williams and Libby German had an unplanned day off from school. Abby was 13, Libby was 14. Oh, oh no. I know, sorry guys, but fuck, we're in it now. Um, they were dropped off by a nearby park on a swarm... Oh, oh. Sorry. Amateur hour. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Was that you texting her just to show her up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Make it quick. Um, they were dropped off a nearby park on a sunny day and they were, they knew the area. Like going into their local park, going off to play. Uh, they went up to this place called the Monon High Bridge. Locals just called it the High Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 63 feet high and 853 feet long. It had old railroads on it. Um, it had like this, you know, a typical looking old school railroad with the sides. Looks oh, look, haunted. Looks like Stand By Me. Yeah, it's exactly like Stand By Me. Looks haunted AF. Um, So they were up there playing there. It's it's you can walk along it like it's a nice walk if you don't mind heights completely up there just go off and enjoy yourself. Um, they did know that some of the ties on the bridge were rotting, so you need to keep an eye on where you're going and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, like it's not a place you would go to if you weren't particularly familiar with it. And at the end of it, it leads to the top of a hill. So this is where the girls were up there playing. So the timeline of the events, 1.30 dropped off at the park. At two o'clock, Libby took a snapshot of Abby walking across the bridge. They have, you can see the kind of bare trees, um, sky is blue. Abby's wearing sneakers and a light jacket. At 3.15, Libby's father, Derek German, Derek German comes to collect the girls. He sees no one at the pickup point. Um, and as Libby's normally on time, he rings her cell phone. He gets no answer, so he calls her grandmother, Becky, to see if Libby has checked in. She hadn't heard anything, so Becky becomes concerned, and so does her husband, Mike, Libby's grandfather. So Becky and Mike ask uh, the cell, you know, the way they can ping the towers? Oh, yeah. So they ask AT&T to give a ping to Libby's phone, but it's not possible. So they start to get worried, and by five o'clock, they've called the police. The police and volunteers begin to search the area and darkness starts to fall. The next day was Valentine's Day, February 14th. The search continued 
until a radio call came in that two bodies were found <gasps> 50 feet from where the girls had been dropped off on the banks of Deer Creek. Oops, sorry. So it's been two and a half years and well, it's been longer and they still don't know how they were murdered. What? So much is known about the Delphi murders yet even more is speculated. But, we, these but are do the we know how they died? Well, these are the facts that we do know. Okay. Um, there's loads of internet sleuths working on this case. This is one of the ones we kind of love, right? Okay. So Libby captured an image of a man. Oh, I've seen this image. Walking towards them across the bridge. That's right. The guy known as Bridge Guy, BG. Um, she secretly captured the audio of oh, their encounter dear. with him. She got in that audio, it says someone was following them. Are you going to play it? If I can, if I can get it, yeah. The killer says, guys, down the hill. So they have his voice captured on the recording. And the police have additional evidence, which has not been released. The police have never revealed how the girls were killed, except that it was clear from the beginning foul play was involved. Um, so they've never revealed how it, oh. Why would they not do that? That's freaky. Um, Doesn't that so, seem strange? Why wouldn't they? Well, because there must to, be details okay, connected to the, the case. The case. I don't think it's that unusual that they don't do that. Okay. Um, so the one second video of Bridge Guy uh, shows him. He these people say he sounds like a local, but he seemed overdressed for the weather. Um, and then others say that they spotted the bulge of a gun in his jacket. That's right. Online sleuths suspect that he's left-handed. Um, the original thing that was released was a still photograph of the man crossing this bridge with his face mostly obscured but it was take the video was later released um, they sus- the police suspect that he is between 18 and 40 which is a vast mm. vast mm. difference um, and it's difficult to assess the man's gait since walking across the bridge required looking down and stepping carefully so like you know the way sometimes with videos they can do this cool thing where with someone's if someone is has taken a step, mm-hmm. they can figure out how tall they are. Oh, yeah. With yeah. The, with the mats. Because remember Jen had that with the uh, the Bigfoot. That's right. Yeah. Uh, ho- a video. Not yeah. Hoax. It's a real video. <laughs> um, well, Jesus, the video is this real. This is creepy. So they couldn't even do that. Yeah. Could they guesstimate? Could they get the height from like, you know... I don't know. I think the because the only or... the only footage they have of him is is walking very carefully, right? Mm. So they released two. Do you want me to play the audio? Yeah. Okay, it's twelve seconds long. Oh. Down here. Down the hill. Yeah, they, oh, so just a second, couple of so seconds. So it sounds really calm. Yeah, because initially they released the audio and it just said down the hill. And then they re-released the audio with the guys down the hill. So she's obviously got the phone in her pocket or something and it's sounding a bit muffled. But that's all they have. Why been. would she take it out? Because they felt like they were being followed. Which they were. Yeah. So um, they released a sketch of the guy. He looks completely unremarkable, generic looking middle-aged um and then they based it they based this one sketch off the video and 
information from a witness who saw a man near the bridge on February 13th. Matching that. Well, I think that's what they've just kind of like combined the footage and this eyewitness testimony to give you this sketch. Um, then they released a second sketch in April 2019, which shows a much younger man. Uh, police say this drawing was based more accurately on the video and uh, again, uh, the witness description. But he's clean shaven, some of the same features as the original s- sketch. Um, and the one of the newspapers at the time reported that this sketch was drawn, even though it wasn't released till April 2019, it was drawn closer to the time. So that it was fresh in the kind of things. Um, in in the Ugh, witness's memory, right? Very creepy. So, State Police Sergeant Kim Riley said in the Indy Star, it is probably one of the stronger theories that we have at this time based on the terrain and location. We have a strong suspicion that the killer is either from the area or has visited there before or has lived in Delphi area for a number of years, right? So Everyone, that's all of the things. Now, we have yeah, a suspicion yeah. that they visited the But area. they're familiar. They're really familiar with it, right? Which means that they're probably known to somebody in the town. The town only has 2,893 people living in it, right? Wow, okay. So, like, that's, like... Very small. So small. Jeez, like that's, that's like your school. Yeah, yeah. Like, pretty much. Well, it w- yeah, it would be. Yeah. Um. So... They said if it was a local man, it should be easier to solve this case. Yet anyone who follows true crime knows small town residents can either play the, can play their cards very close to their dress. So someone is possibly protecting someone. So here's the main problems we have with this. The people don't want to believe that a family member committed horrible crimes. The yes. people of the town are, are ignoring potentially evidence that would point to someone else. So they see their husband, brother or uncle as having some things in common with the bridge guy. Maybe his voice is familiar, but they brush it off because the idea of someone they know murdering two innocent girls just is it's too much to to take in, understandably. Um the opposite problem then is that people think their enemy or like small grievances they have with people in the town and they're pointing mm. their fingers at that guy being the killer. So this creates hundreds of false leads for the police. Um, but they are obliged to check them out. And then the third problem is that locally, anecdotally, people do know who the killer is, but they haven't got enough evidence to bring forward a conviction or anything. Right? Doesn't that feel likely? Like the Probably. most likely? It's like it's the stuff we've talked about before with like the Raynard Murray murder and mm. um, Sophie Tuscan de Plante that there's there's somebody in a local setting who has information who's either holding it back or they just know through the grapevine but it's never enough evidence. Someone getting drunk in a pub and saying that he's the lad who killed yeah. whatever isn't enough evidence to convict someone. But we literally um, have a photograph and video of him. It's yeah. But it's not enough to identify him. No. You know, and especially not that audio. You couldn't convict anybody on that audio. You can, And there's too many things you could say that was manipulated in court. There was, it was muffled. And there's also, no, even if you found the guy whose audio that is, all he says is guys down the hill. He doesn't True. say guys come down of. the hill, I'm going to murder you. He just says guys down the hill. Yeah. So if you found that guy, he's like, well, I didn't kill them. I directed them down a hill. Hmm. Um. There's also the issue then of like small town law enforcement in these areas not having the experience to cover a a murder because, you know, how often do murders happen? As we learned from Dr. Marie Casti, very infrequent. 50 very to 70 a year in Ireland. Yeah. yeah. It's mad, yeah. isn't it? Um, so 
if anyone has any information. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no. She hasn't sleuthed him out. She has given all the sketches. This is what Joe. This is what this lady does, though. She presents all the evidence, ev- the facts. evidence and the known facts and the problems that we're facing and like what the likelihood is, um, and and what you do. So she's given all the audio, all the video, the original interviews with people at the time, um, and then there's. Uh, she hasn't kind of suggested. No, Jean doesn't get involved. Jean's very impartial. Okay, it right? feels like Jean is just Wikipedia, though. I mean, no, she's, she's not here, because she's, she's compiling all the evidence, okay. right? Um, <laughs> right? Jesus, Jean. Like, Jean needs to work harder. <laughs> Jean needs... We need more than this. I'm trying to bring on to the... Um, that is a small ass. Town. So okay, she has yeah. all, she has a frequently asked questions about the thing. I'm sure she fucking does. Right. Here's one. So here's, who the fuck is he? But here's some. Of th- <laughs> that's a good question, right? So the attack is not on the recording. Yeah, well, no. That's true. all. The recording is what we have, right? So uh, they were possibly on their way back to the car because they were they were found only fifty feet from where they were dropped off. So they're possibly on their way back to the pickup point. Okay. Um, Libby's phone pinged from two different towers but it does not mean that her phone moved around the town it just was whatever tower was okay except the ping or whatever Um, Abby and Libby's obituaries have different dates of death listed why? but it does not mean that they died on different dates their families decided a different day because they were found the next day I see so one could say 13th one could say 14th so a witness are... posted on a relative of Libby's Facebook page saying that she may have seen an individual in Montgomery County walking down a back road who resembled the bridge guy was in the same clothing carrying a duffel bag. Screenshots of the comment exist but it's been deleted and it's unknown if this sighting is true or false. So here are the rumours around the case. Libby's wounds were more extensive than Abby's. So that we do know. No, no these, these are, are the just rumours ah. from locals, right? Okay. That Libby's wounds were more extensive than Abby's there's no way to know this as they've never released the cause of death or the autopsy reports at all. Okay. Um, the girls were found by a relative of Abby's who sends texts describing their energy, er, injuries to a few people. A screenshot does exist, but the authenticity is unknown and unverified. So don't know if it's actually a relative. There was someone texting with. In, but we don't know what the text said. Was We could probably find it if we wanted to, but there's okay. no, there's no sense that, that it's real. true okay weird um, thing to do though as well very yeah. weird yeah mm. it has been stated that the girls had open casket funerals but were had to wear scarves that's such a dark fact uh well i mean that's very easily verified i'm sure they had there was many people at the funeral well there's no photos you don't take pictures of caskets no, but there's, but there's loads of people. lots of people there yeah i'm sure that's true then that's dark mm. lots of people say that bridge guy is one of the sleuths and he's an active reddit user so there's no evidence but they believe that he's in the threads reading everything about the case I would, which, I, I would well believe that yeah wouldn't you yeah like Definitely. would you be you'd be unable to keep away I'm sure mm. do you know and do you, there's been no history, like nobody else around the area has died, like no, no. other young girls. No. 
no, 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 no. Superintendent Doug Carter is still working on the cases. They, like, they're very much like, this is not a cold case. Like, we are still working on it. So they released this um, in 2020. They were saying how much they're still working on the case. And Superintendent Carter just says, I've never experienced anything like, like this. Uh, how much it still remains unsolved. So uh, not no nothing at the scene. Nothing no at physical. The, there mustn't be any physical evidence at the scene. Was he wearing gloves in that image? Let me have another look. His hands. We are have his, the no, snapshot in his pocket. Yeah, no. You, I think you can see one of his hands, and it's ungloved. But that is fucking. But crazy. they're being so weird about it, right? So in this in this interview in 2020 on ABC, asking superintendent why they haven't released the details about how they've died or whatever, he says it's because only the killer knows. So they must be waiting for something. It must yeah, be an unusual. Of, yeah, it's a way of identifying the killer, obviously. But yeah, if if anyone ever comes forward or. But are we to believe that kind of scarf fact, or they were potentially. But you would oh suggest God. there was something... Can I ask joking? as well, was this kind of a regular thing for the girls to be dropped off here? Yeah, I mean, they're just playing in their local park. The 13 and 14, you know, they're old enough to be playing in a nearby park. But is it a place someone could have seen them be dropped off before? Yeah. They were played regularly. before. So this is the, the picture of the guy. Like, it's so grainy. It's so if difficult. In fact, that is him. It's a, yeah, exactly it. That's a man. Who but surely they would have if he was innocent. He sure. would have come forth and been like, oh, that's me. Here are these clothes. It wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a weird place to be up, up on. Yeah. Randomly. Middle of the day. Unlikely to be gunfire because. They said in three years they've had 48,000 tips. Wow. Whoa. But nothing has come close to solving it. And they believe that it's someone in this small town. Withholding information. Mad. It's so crazy. Because like with 2,000 people, you could practically line them up in one go. Exactly. And, yeah. you, and literally be like, not you, not you, not you, almost you. You stand so over see. here so I and have just narrow people. the pool down. Let's say 1,000 are men. Let's but that's, say, they say here 350 they are children. Yeah. And let's, you know, and, yeah, the, and the other like three, and the other 200 are elderly. elderly. So oh. you've only got a hun- couple of hundred people that, if they live in the town, that are your suspects already. Mm. I mean, that's, and then you have this physical image of the person. So that'll narrow it way down. Yeah. So that's got to be like 20, 30 people. And the voice, like. Yes. I mean, come on, surely. Yeah. Delphi, come on, get it together. It's crazy. And the and the familiarity with the space. Why so do that's you think what they that? Believe. I mean, that's... Because I think there mustn't have been any evidence left in the scene. He went up to the bridge, brought them down a hill. Like, he's concealed the crime. It took them... A, like, they started searching at five o'clock on the 13th and they didn't find the bodies till the next day. So were the bodies kind of half buried or They must concealed? have been concealed somehow. But the but uh, Superintendent Carter says like he does believe that they've probably interviewed the killer, but they cannot oh, find him. They cannot connect him. But you would think that like you would think that a recording, uh, a mug, sh- like a a sketch, mm-hmm. this, audio of his voice, even would be this enough. In the audio. But even this, like if you lived in an area with only two thousand people, yeah, let's see his face. You would you can't really see his face, but you could identify that person. Yes, you would be like yes. That's, that's Stephen O'Mahony. Yeah, by the like the size looking of him, uh, 
the, the clothes like That's he's wearing bonkers. like a very generic kind of like navy jacket and a pair of jeans but like someone saw that man dressed like that that day yeah you know he would have interacted with somebody in the town it just feels like they've loads of evidence and then they've they're obviously sitting on more evidence if they're not releasing it but I just want to know what that evidence is well I don't know if it's important for you to know but that is tantalizingly annoying isn't someone it? knows something someone uh, knows something do you know who could find out Dr. Marie Cassidy she could she really could thank you Cass another kind of blue ball but so frustrating that's so creepy it's yeah. so freaky ah oh, the poor girls Jesus up there sorry everything is disgusting guy. what are you I'm just keep taking in and out my stupid brace and they're annoying the shit out of me sorry well, like, <laughs> so sorry. disgusting I apologise do you know what is really confusing I thought you were sorry wait they have found him hang on here he is <laughs> no no what is really confusing about the case is the is the difference in the sketches so mm. even though the sketches are based on the same thing the video and the um and the eyewitness account and the stills, right? The layer sketch that shows a younger, younger man yeah. who's clean shaven. And then the first sketch has a goatee and looks a bit like a completely kind of different. A town completely different. From the yeah. Victorian era. Like a completely different. He's wearing a paddy cap for Christ's sake. Like, yeah. <laughs> totally different. That is. And so she is just sitting at home putting forth all this stuff. I wonder, has she ever been helpful in actually solving anything oh well we know that the web sleuths have been because we cover them sure but has she particularly in particular Jean mm. she seems to have a bit of a following well Jean thank you for that and via Cassie thank you I've come across that myself somebody sent me or I came through a list of and I think it was uh, unsolved murders who've been photographed or something yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. I'm Unsolved murders caught on camera, that kind yeah. of thing. I'm always in the like most disturbing pictures on the internet list. Yeah, yeah. That's how I came to uh, the um, the worst free gaff of all time story was that selfie that your man's friend had taken oh, with him yes. right after he had uh, been brought into the parents' bedroom. Jesus fucking Christ, that Bunker. story. Was I, that a Hive or a main episode? I forget. I can't remember. The worst party of all time. Yeah. I I keep coming back to that guy who was uh, like tonguing the doorbell camera. Or was it the doorbell itself? He was like, uh, he must have been wanking at the same time, but he was there for hours. And the people in the house were just watching him. Oh, God. They, or were they in the house? Or? I've never seen that one. It's absolutely gas. Very disturbing. He looks like somebody on PCP or something mm. similar. Totally going at it with oh. this doorbell and uh, camera just filming. I think he was there for like 20 minutes or something. Oh my God, did he yeah. come? I'm not sure. It didn't show. It just was his face close up on. I've it's never worth seen a watch. That one. It's I feel like I always see the one. Well, I saw the one of the um, the tourist gals, um, the one who went missing later on in the night, the one that you did uh, last week's Hive. Who was our that? live Zoom. Oh yeah, the picture of the, the two of them together. The picture of the two girls. Oh, yeah. And the other one, I, oh, like every list has it, is that one, uh, you know, the f- kind of smiling family. It's like a 1950s picky and there's like... The hanging man. Somebody behind. hanging behind them, Very yeah. Good. That picture. Um, the actual story behind it, real boring. Yeah, nothing never, at all. Never bothered. No. I was like, ah, nah, Someone, um, Someone, one of the sleuths has created this like timeline of what people were doing in the town oh no way for the whole two days like so 
um, literally down to like uh, the post one twenty three p.m. Libby's father Derek German leaves the house headed for Frankfurt on an errand for his mother Becky. One twenty six. A sixteen year old female witness is with a group of friends near the Freedom Bridge. They are getting ready to leave. The sixteen year old takes a picture on her phone and sends it to her mother, which helps her remember the time that she supposedly saw the bridge guy. Wow. Oh, so this mad. is like we internet sleuths are keeping justice alive they're just they're keeping us all level yeah all the police officers are like eh no <laughs> yeah. a murder fuck, fuck those guys a murder is it give it to a white woman with a podcast exactly <laughs> um, do you guys ever do that where like if you hear a weird noise or something you check the time like yeah all the time like oh yeah just in case just in case that comes off I keep memorising I do memorising the reg plates all the time oh. very good well, I, I, I don't. I make some attempt to look at them. Try to remember them. Gone seconds later. <laughs> Do I ever tell you guys when I, I lived in Queenstown and I used to work late at the cinema and at the restaurant and I hitchhiked home every night from work. Like that was my method of getting home. Horrendous idea. Crazy. But like it just seemed real normal. Like I, people just did it. Anyway, I used to hitchhike home from work every single night. And uh, I'd uh, always just real cheery hop into the car of whoever was giving me a lift and be like, I just texted your reg plate to my flatmate just in case I don't show up. Yeah. Smiling. Did you get so don't do anything. Don't, everyone acted weird once I well, said that. Good on you. I think that's a pretty good approach. <laughs> don't hitchhike's a better approach. There's a TikTok. Probably. Or, but everybody did it. There's everybody a TikTok going it. around yeah, and it's just it. somebody, a girl, and it's just like, oh, this is my walk home every night. And it's a little TikTok video of her on her own the train. Looks like she's the last stop. It's nighttime. And then it's her walking, her fucking walk home. And it's like a horror movie. That's terrifying. But that's, that's, what like loads and loads of people do on their own constantly I, I mean, know but I'd be really afraid that somebody would follow me on TikTok sorry you're right then actually. be like I know where that is I'm sure I'm she didn't go there. Yeah, yeah. that it would explode the way it did but I think Jesus it was a bit of a comment man. the lads were like so what and all the women were like oh well actually, actually this is terrifying yeah because of people potentially because like you <laughs> Um, but anyway, so that's that. Would you like to hear about hermits? Let's do yeah. it. By hermits, so, do you mean gnomes? I do mean gnomes, but actually, so I'm kind of, I, whoever sent it in, I thank you kindly. But I can't find your name because it's impossible to manage DMs in Instagram. Instagram needs some constructive feedback on the DM. Like, oh, it's make them nightmare. searchable, guys. So everyone knows what a garden gnome looks like. Yeah. Yes. Little kind of, kind of like, cheerful, uh, bearded I mean, gentleman. Like myself right now. Not do they all yourself. have a little bum, like, sticking out? Do they all have the pants down or is no, that just cats. my gnome? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, I would say I have this gnome and I was like, looking at it the other day and he's mooning me and I was like is that all gnomes do that or is that just <laughs> my gnome. gnome so so the visual you have is turned into you know kind of a it's Santa Claus like creature but what it I think like I'm making the leap here that these things are connected I think or I'm reading about it but I'm sure they are so back in the 18th century if you were loaded it was Coca-Cola made the gnomes Coca-Cola made been. them and they made them red to sell more cans of Coca-Cola. If you were loaded mm-hmm. and you owned a huge big gaff and it was the 18th century, it was the 1850s or something uh, and you were like, how do I show off, you know, my wealth and privilege? 
What do you do? Gnomes. You'd pay a man to dress like a wizard slash druid and he would live in a shed in your home. Like no, I am not buying this. This 100% happened. We, we, they pay, this is like the stupid this is how it fucking logic of how you can't put a sign on Grafton Street but you yes. can pay someone to sit there and hold a sign. Yes, same exact thing. Because back then, like entertainment was different. I've for the never likes. thought about that. Isn't it fucking stupid? That's so bizarre. <laughs> so entertainment was different back then when you like they used to do mad stuff like you go out in your big dress and your cane or whatever and you don't they, all the richos line up and they in, in like of an evening's event they would watch a man walk they would watch a man walk <laughs> that's it <laughs> Like this one guy walked, I don't know. I do love like how you mentioned the reflection of that sentence because you realise there should be, there <laughs> there should was be nothing more. else. Was just no, 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 walking. that's it. So, you know, entertainment was different. They had no internet or, you know, I'm sure they had books, but they were bored of them and the women used to knit and embroider and all this carry on. And like this extended then into this, it, there was a hit, there, it did begin, and I think its roots were probably back to um, kind of, you know, those, what do you call those Catholic guys who... <laughs> <laughs> who hibernated away there's you know the origins of a hermit Turtles. are based Bears. in religious monks <laughs> who would go and live you know like on the beehive monks uh, the Blaskin Islands Skellig. and the Skelligs yeah. Yeah. and uh, so the there beehive was kind of, you know, so beehive people monks. paid monks to dress as no. gnomes and walk across so their was, gardens for was, entertainment no, the, the, this is called <laughs> conjecture it's like conjecture but it's conjecture no no this was a thing and so the the and the monks would take a vow of silence and live alone forever and this is part of their so relaxing no one ever so, whenever you approach like something that you don't have a fact to, to back up you just not? say no 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 this is a thing but this it was but it, no people know about it are you trying to tell me you've never heard of a monk going into no I have it's it's what comes after this okay so also origins what used to happen is a lot of very old churches would have these uh, kind of strange outbuildings that they couldn't figure out for a while what the fuck these things functioned as but what they were was that the church would sort of allow uh, not necessarily a monk of the church but a resident of the village to come and live free of charge in this and they would you know and it would be a life of Solitude, the hermit, and they would call him, you know, this is the hermit of whatever Bloody. church. So often churches would have this sort of hermit like. Yes, I guess. Maybe that has something to do with it. Should have looked that up. <laughs> but uh, the BBC archives have a brilliant in- interview with such a hermit. Okay. And so he's taken this vow of solitude and he's been given this home to live in. And it's a home, but it's just a like a stone building with a fireplace and the church feed him and he just stays there forever talking to nobody living as alone and the interviewer goes in and is like why what are you doing this is his choice he wants to be there so now way back when I don't know whether those two things are connected but they must have been so anyway when you were rich and you were living in your giant house and you were watching this man walk for fun and someone had the idea of (laughs) oh we should get a hermit to live on the grounds and then we could go and visit him sometimes and perhaps he could talk to our visitors and it would sort of be a bit of a show. But they, so, the, so these jobs were going up. <laughs> I've never been more confused by a story. Because it's just, 
I just don't understand how this is logical at all. So the monks? No, no, they weren't monks. This was just a job <laughs> was going, right? This but they'd set the stage. Like they'd built But it came this, from what the monks. looks like... Well, that's what I am. Yes, of course. It must have, this idea. So, so, <laughs> so they would build this. This is the thing, Sophie. This is the thing. They would build this old, uh, sorry, it was old, it was new to them, uh, stone <laughs> building, right? And they, they would fill it full of oddities like human skulls and things in jars. And then they would hire this guy. Right for yeah. they'd like it'd be the gig going for a year, and they were like, "You have to live in this thing. We'll feed you from the house, but we'll drop food outside. But you must wear <laughs> this costume going to humiliate you. for we'll the feed year. You, but we're only sure. going to give you the food slipped under the door. Yes, like but an they animal. would dress, and it's described like dress like a druid, but it looks like a wizard. So they would grow their and they would sit in this fucking and they would be a hermit in the house. So when the, you had guests over, like you would go and visit the hermit as part of the. And a lot of the times they weren't permitted to ever talk to other staff of the house or, you know, have have no, in, go, ever go into the house or, you know. This they is just, very problematic stuff. Sure. And uh, that's the kind of, that's, and that was the legitimate garden hermit. Uh, you know, that was a role and a thing that rich people had. Okay, so and basically they kind of like a little pet man. A pet man. A <laughs> like, weird one. Like Ruprecht. Like, yes. Or like, what's your man out of Harry Potter? Hagrid. Okay. So just to have him there. And you yeah. know, you might tip against him a couple of times a year, but other than that, he'd just be <laughs> down the car. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? He'd just be there and you'd be paying him. But the salary, the one particular uh, place that I read, the salary, they worked it out to the, I think it was 100 pounds. It's something astronomical that equates to a million euro in today's money for this gig. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's so weird weird, it? weird <laughs> men were paid a million euro a year to live in absolutely. what are now old but were back then new <laughs> abodes absolutely and true. dress as druids yes and now we have garden gnomes i think that's a fair connection Cass. thank you for making that leap with me here's here's some facts Here's some facts, right? No, while it, no while facts. It, while it isn't it. fully clear how the idea of the so-called ornamental hermit came uh, about, <laughs> the author, there's an author of The Hermit in the Garden, Dr. Dr. Gordon Campbell of the University of Leicestershire, Leicester, speculates. Uh, the idea of keeping an ornamental hermit probably began in Tivoli to the east of Rome when Emperor, hey, ooh, we're going way back, Hadrian had a villa. In his villa, he had a little pond and in the middle of the pond, he had a little house where he could retreat from the horrors of running the Roman Empire. Everyone's reaching here. How does this connect? So, so anyway... In the 16th century, the, so anyway, what does any of this have to do with the 18th century Britain? In the 16th century, the villa was evac uh, excavated and this little villa was discovered. So Pope Pius then decided he too should have something similar. And he ah. himself built a little hobbit hole a little in the Vatican, Vatican. inside the Vatican. He did. I just need this, but smaller So this, snugger. So in fact, when I was saying about this must have been, this was the beginning and then the church adopted it in. Mm. And then, so that's in fact how, and then they're in after the garden gnome <laughs> came to be. And then the gnome's just in memory of this Ew. weird practice. Things change over time, Sophie. It's, impo <laughs> it's important to use your imagination to fill the gaps and you're welcome. I'll give you a little picture though because it's pretty funny. Oh, please do. <laughs> well, thank you. That was that was that was flawless. Here's a real. Um, this is a real drawing of of. <laughs> 
what you might come to expect <laughs> from a from an ornamental as they're called an ornamental her, her, man hermit, who, who is a living human oh but funnier right because then they were like oh this fucking hermit we, he keeps annoying us it'd be better if he was just an automated figure <laughs> so then they, they built after this one guy who'd did the million euro was like I've had enough of a human I'm just going to build sort of a, a, like an 18th Inanimate century object. robot yeah. so that when you open the door he shifts in a chair <laughs> the other side of the room and there's re- and there's reviews written of the time in sort of ye olde English about how they rathered the real creature the real human that so is obviously excellent. a robot isn't that weird that is yeah. so they would much. visit the hermit it's just the way things are I mean is it any odder than a lot of selfies them. and sure. outfits of the day and no. you know memes memes <laughs> and gifs and or gifs. gifs or jifs <laughs> aren't we all just no. ornamental hermits oh, just trying to make it end. in this big bad world <laughs> bizarre I really do want the Vatican but smaller <laughs> a little Vatican within the Vatican do you know what we need <laughs> the same but smaller, smaller. snugger yeah oh just cozy that is unbelievable I don't Sorry, know how to even speak after that please give us your titillating that, that story was brilliant well thank you for that sending it in insane. and then I should have read it more before I started telling you about it <laughs> no. it was just I couldn't get my head around it and now Are neither you crazy? can you that was perfect I do love when you when you tell a story and it sounds like we've, every day or it every sounds like we've edited it really poorly because you start a <laughs> sentence don't finish it start another one and it just sounds like we've made a load of rough cuts but it's, that's, that's that it verbatim that's compliment. going out live thank you okay I'm excited about this okay. I just need to get my head in the game because Buzzfeed. I can't stop laughing the ornamental hermit that's the little pet man um, okay so um, I was on a Zoom there last weekend yes. socializing with my friends because that's how we do these things now. And um, one of them had a great Brian Tuberty story. And uh, then it turned out that every single person on the Zoom call had like a random Brian Tuberty story. Do you have one? Yeah, I have one. Excellent. So I tell you the originating Brian Tuberty story. Um, first in brief was that um, my friend met Ryan Tuberty in the candle section of a homewares department in a Duns specific Mm. and uh, they had some kind of vague connection Uh, I can't remember what it was like but like they knew somebody in common or something so they actually were having a conversation and um, he was like, oh, just getting a few candles. And uh, she was like, um, yeah. And then he was like, we're candle freaks. And he opened the bag he was carrying and there was no joke, 25 <laughs> scented candles in a bag. And that's her Ryan Tuberty story. I was like, that's an incredible Ryan Tuberty story. Then there, everyone else started offering up theirs. My one is quite random. I was sitting on the dart one day and I was on the phone to my friend uh, who was bitching really loudly about the Ryan Tuberty show that had been on the radio that very morning, mm-hmm. who gets on the dart and sits down right beside me, but Ryan Tuberty. <gasps> and I had to then like start pressing the phone against my head to try and drown out her bitching and then also 
couldn't bitch freely myself and I wanted to enter into it I'm too. sure she was like, why are you not And you couldn't, there's did. no way. Why are you being really weird and non-committal? And, and why are you now defending and praising Ryan Tuberty? <laughs> exactly. Um, give us a shot of yours. No, I, I thought I misunderstood who we were talking about and instead <laughs> now I was I just thinking, have another story about a taller uh, ornamental hermit. <laughs> <laughs> I just like bring you back into... I'm thinking of the Scottish comedian with Parkinson's. Billy oh. Connolly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> common, common. I think it's the hermit visual. Confused me. Melded uh, the two. Uh, so you don't have any Ryan Tuberty story? No, but I'm ruining my I theory do. now that is, that is that every Irish person must have a Ryan Tuberty story. I don't think I do. Ah, what? Yeah, I don't. But I do have Ray Darcy ones though. Not the same, obviously. What's Ray doing to you? I just, I just have like, I've bumped into him casually. Do you know who I bump into often? Miriam O'Callaghan. Well, Interesting. Yeah. Well, I have, Are you outside her house? I don't think no, I, I just like in little, it. she's and she, everywhere. And then like once in Ortiz, so that's fair enough. That's where she lives. But <laughs> once in little, little. Smaller Ortiz on the grounds of Ortiz. Yeah, just <laughs> the front little, the Ortiz by the entrance where she lives and it's perfectly still. Um, I just, I always, I love bumping into Miriam Callan because she's incredibly tall and she makes me feel like a normal height person. <laughs> um, so all the Brian Toberty stories are put in my mind. To do a creep dive on the Bill Murray stories. Oh yeah, brilliant. Do you know the Bill Murray stories? He's very friendly. He's super Cheeky friendly. Chappy. Do you do you know them, Cass? I feel like as I a younger person you have less knowledge. The wedding. Of, yeah. Of the fact the that the chips. He uh, goes to places. That he like pops up. There's just there's so many of them that they are like a kind of, you know, a, a meme of themselves. The Bill Murray stories. There's even a Bill Murray story documentary on, uh, it used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there. I did not watch, but um, basically he just likes to do funny little cameos in people's lives and they're class. So um, the wedding one was in Charleston, South Carolina. And um, the couple were doing their wedding photographs and... uh, the photographer was looking through the lens when he saw this guy um, off to one side just standing there slapping his belly <laughs> and it was Bill Murray and uh, then he they asked him to stay for a picture and he did and um, do you have it there? I I'll actually look it up. don't in the click of a shutter he's caught next to the couple leaning against the wall um, completely deadpan no smile and um, and that's so that was the wedding um the wedding one uh there's another one about um how he that's such a weird photo it's an engagement is it or is that a different story altogether that's a different story altogether he looks like remember when we did the bit on you know dead people propped up for their own funeral yeah yeah he's just completely deadpan um, he did the washing up at a house party in Scotland. So um, after a day of golfing in Scotland, he is a very, very talented amateur golfer. Did you guys know that? Did no, not. but nothing surprised me with Bill Murray. I'd say but he's talented got lots of things. talented amateur in the same... Surely that's an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> so many golfers just crying at that, Jen. Think of the golf community that listened to the creep dive. Also, fuck famous Whilst people that crash there. weddings. Then the wedding's all about Bill Murray. 
That, that's class. But do people <laughs> no. not just get married to have stories about how good their wedding was? Yeah, exactly. So would they not be like, oh, my wedding, Bill Murray came to my wedding? Because otherwise you just have loads of people in a function room. Um, <laughs> not to diss all the people who are married. All married people. All married people love function rooms. <laughs> um, I read somebody giving out about weddings and the um, the amount of taking it personally that went on in the comment section was... That's just 2020. Quite fascinating. It's 2020, yeah. You can't say anything to anybody, especially not about a wedding. <laughs> okay, so um, Bill Murray did the washing up at a house party in Scotland. So basically he was in a pub and um, a, a Norwegian anthropology student uh, came up to him and invited him back to one of their like college house parties. And Bill said, yeah, because um, that's how he behaves at all times when out and about, I think. Um, and then at the party, um, as one reveler recalled, Bill was horrified by the state of the kitchen, immediately rolled up his sleeves and did the dishes. Weird. Um, <clears throat> do you know what it'd be great fun for five minutes and then you're like ah how do we get rid of him it's awkward it's awkward yeah it's like once you get over the like your Bill Murray chat it's like what common ground have you actually got with Bill Murray like exactly he's not going to be able to get in with the goss the local goss of who's shifting who and who's into who I bet you he would though like I bet you he would be well up for listening to any kind of minor gossip but who everyone cares? loves gossip you'd want more from him like I would yeah, listen but you want... to gossip from complete strangers with nothing to do with me I mean I you know I need to visualize I think appetite. I need to know the people I need to know their backstories and their motives <laughs> no Cassie no I just You can't get fully involved I want I want the like Oh this is so typical Of Sarah 2K17 You know yeah. <laughs> like, I need that level Goss um, The uh, You know that If you're booking If you're trying to book Bill Murray For like uh, You know An appearance If you're actually trying to get him somewhere And not just showing up Randomly at weddings and things uh, He has no like Agent Publicist uh, Entourage assistant any of the things that a, a normal celebrity has like you know a crew of like at least I don't know at least five people probably it's just him that you have to go through what he has is this like um, 0800 number that you can ring and leave a message <laughs> and he'll will we will do it will not get back. I genuinely oh think we should do it so like Please you know um, like everyone who has ever contacted Bill Murray from like I presume literally nobody's like us to uh, Sophia Ford Coppola has had to go through this 0800 number <laughs> rigmarole. And um, she like was ringing him when she was trying to cast him in Lost in Translation. And she was leaving like endless numbers on his answering machine. Ugh. And like he gets back or he doesn't get back. It seems very kind of like, you know, it's just sort of like all on Bill's time, really. And um, eventually... Um, Sophia Ford Coppola went to Al Pacino and was like, I have this amazing script. Um, I, I think oh. I have it. Oh, the number? Yeah. Call it. Let's uh, call it. Um, she went, are you prepared now if he answers? He's not going to answer. <laughs> You're going to have to leave a message. Experiencing a technical problem. Ugh. Try your call later. Thank no. you. Okay, no. That might not be it. 
Maybe not. Anyway, anyway, she went to Al Pacino and was like, I have this amazing script. And I presume Al Pacino started getting really excited, th- thinking she was trying to cast him in his, her movie. And then she was like, you don't know Bill Murray's number, do you? Oh, for God's sake. Anyway, she eventually Rude. got a hold of him and actually got him in the movie, which is, as we all know. Um, but uh, so, yeah, uh, let me see. What else? Oh, yeah. He read poetry to construction workers. So um, <laughs> it made no sense. This is one construction worker. Um recalling uh, his 2009 experience. It made no sense to us for Bill Murray to be on a construction site. Um, He turned up, cleared his throat, and began reading to all the workers on the site. Quote, I dwell on possibility. Silence. (laughs) People were a bit puzzled. Uh... And then he just started reading them poetry. Huh. Yeah. He's a lifelong fan of poetry <laughs> and was just spreading the good word of the poetry. Um, he um, once sang uh, Elvis at a karaoke party. Just walked in. Yeah. Uh, it was a group of people, total random strangers, um, <clears throat> who uh, he just gate crashed their karaoke party in their private room. And um, spent the night buying everyone drinks and singing. Uh, Brilliant duets. Go yeah. him. Somebody was like, "Yeah, he just showed up and had a good time." Simple as that. Great. He serenaded an old lady on her ninety-fourth birthday party. Ah, yes. Um, Would she give was... a shit about that? Well, maybe. Yeah, I don't if he's know. a good singer. Well, hmm. the grandson of the old lady um, spotted Bill Murray. Um, it was after they'd been at a basketball game and he asked if they could take um, a picture and Bill Murray said instead, don't you think we should sing her happy birthday? <laughs> and um, yeah, the guy later like said he didn't have to do that. Place he genuinely time. wanted to make my grandmother feel special. He is a class act. I think he's uh, thriving off the awkwardness. Yeah. He's like feasting on it. So apparently what he does is whenever he does these kind of weird random things like gay crashing people's karaoke parties, he always just whispers later, no one will believe you and drifts away. <laughs> so maybe once he's like, maybe he's got an awkward ometer and he's yeah. like, oh, I've peaked in the awkwardness. I'm out of Time here. to drift away. Exactly. And we'll drift off. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, there's loads. Good there's guy, Bill. I, he sounds like a great guy. Many more. Um, I, sorry, my phone popped open there and I was just <laughs> got, was just a tweet, saw a tweet. Uh, and this is too good a story to not share oh, it this now. This is fresh off the yeah. tweet. Uh, so there was a, a uh, robbery. I can't say the word, burglary. Okay. Burglary there recently. Um, in Ireland, last month, 2 p.m. on a Saturday, September 19th, when a number of people broke into a private home in Ballin, Ballina, don't know where that is. Ballina. No, it's not Ballina. It's in Mullingar, West Meath, and uh, they've they've found a suspected getaway driver is an elderly seventy one year old woman B and B owner oh who's suspected God. of ferrying the gang of younger criminal criminals across the country to carry out the burglary. So the female pensioner was arrested this week along with her younger associates as part of an investigation into the daylight break-in at the home in Nobody West Nobody would suspect a granny. I live for these stories. No, not the way they drive, like. 
Like you'd never. Yeah, you're not going you'd anywhere. Never in a hurry. seek out yeah. your granny and be like, okay, we need to get in and out. But like, did they trick her? Not at all. She's outside waiting, like, and they're coming. So they 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 robbed personal items and the keys to the homeowner's car. Um, and she's outside waiting for them. And she's a 71 year old woman who owns a B and B in the Midlands, in the Midlands, t- in in the town. Um, she was suspected. Wait, just don't shit where you No, sorry, in <laughs> the Midlands of the country. Is where her B and B is. Yeah, don't do <laughs> in our Midlands. In, I think there's a typo in this piece. In, in, a, in a Midlands. In the Midlands. <laughs> that chain of B and Bs that we all know and love really well. Um, this is the thing. Detectives suspect the pensioner was involved in driving two younger associates to and from the scene of last month's burglary. They are also now investigating whether she played a similar role in any previous crimes carried out by the pair. The two men, aged 28 and 45, are from the same town as the alleged pensioner accomplice and are well known to local guardy. Ooh, this sounds like a family affair. This is brilliant. The two lads are known for drug offences, but are suspected from time to time they carry out burglaries and robberies. It's a strange dynamic that you have essentially three different unrelated generations suspected of involvement in this same crime. They are linked to the business that the woman runs and is being looked at as if she was essentially a getaway driver for this and their other crimes. Hmm. Saucy. Brilliant. Anyway, Brilliant. That must do it close. Uh, it's been a long one, yeah. Thank you both. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, patrons. And thank you, patrons. Night night. Or bye. Sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs>
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.